Welcome to This is Lassonde, a podcast brought to you by the Lassonde School of Engineering. Each episode, we bring you a fresh conversation from the Lassonde community. Each episode, you'll hear stories from engineers and scientists, aka our students, profs, alumni, and industry partners, stories about designing solutions to complex problems to push our world forward. Tune in as these stories will engage, inspire, and delight you to create human impact through science and engineering. I'm Tiffany Alviar, a computer engineering student at Lassonde. Today, we welcome Joanna Bergen, who has just wrapped up her mechanical engineering program at Lassonde. Joanna found her calling early on. Hands-on activities have always brought her joy, and thankfully, she chose engineering to be her medium. How are you, Joanna? Good. Thanks for having me, and I'm super excited to do this today. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Um, So I'll start off with a simple question I always ask at the beginning of these. Um, Tell us what brought you to mechanical engineering. Awesome. Yeah. So I chose mechanical engineering, which comes a little bit from my background. Uh, Middle Eastern people kind of have like few options to, ch- to pick from from high school. And that's either engineering, med school, business, or your law degree. And um, I knew a little bit that I loved doing hands-on work and looking through the courses. I just chose mechanical. My father did electrical engineering and he, he basically advised me to stay away. I'm not sure why, maybe it's his experience, but um, that's how I chose mechanical specifically. Nice. And um So were there any other passions that you were considering prior to your decision to study mechanical engineering? Did you ever, I don't know, think of other career paths, stuff like that? Yeah, so I, like I said, I love doing the hands-on aspect. That's all I knew then. Um, I didn't get an opportunity to explore my passion back then. But in high school, I picked for my electives, I actually wanted to do automotive um, class, but I had to take it in grade 11 before doing it in grade 12. So I ended up just taking woodshop class which was awesome I completely loved it I loved the process of like building something and seeing it develop and just having that final product in your hand and knowing that you were behind the process of developing it so that was a little bit like why I chose mechanical knowing that there would be an opportunity one day to develop something and just be that person behind the development of it awesome thanks for sharing and um so what was your journey to Lausanne like? If you can think back to when you were like in grade 12 or before you were going into university, how did you end up studying mechanical engineering at Lausanne specifically? Awesome. Yeah. So I graduating out of high school, I actually went to a different university first and I did study mechanical engineering as well there. I spent two years at that university And just throughout the program, like especially the transition from high school to university, it's like a completely um, difficult transition, at least in my experience, it was. You're very dependent on yourself to attend classes, to do your work. And it was just like a totally different um, environment as well. So I had a hard time adjusting at the first university. I was away from home. I kind of had to do everything by myself. And of course, the difficult courses got to me and... I was just losing confidence as I'm receiving really low grades back. And I I still loved the program, but I just found it difficult because I wasn't very happy in in the living situation and overall my social life as well as my academic life. And I decided that uh, by second year that I wanted to transfer universities somewhere closer to home. And that's where Lassonde came into place. I applied to Lassonde, honestly, like 
the the thought of transitioning and having because when it comes to transferring university for engineering you will have to start from year one because not all your credits get transferred over so that to me was like a super difficult decision to come to a conclusion with and um I, it just got to a point where i just couldn't do it anymore and my happiness to me was a, more important than my academic life at the moment i think it was what some, something what people don't understand is like to be to perform well in life you have to be happy and your happiness truly affects how you perform in anything you're doing in life so i transferred to lasonde i was living at home and everything just like completely changed for me and i'll dive into that a little bit um, throughout this interview or podcast. No, absolutely. Um, so, so I guess you'd say that the decision to transfer was worth it, right? It was the best, best decision I've made so far. <laughs> awesome. I, yeah, feel free to just explore that more because I'm sure um, high school students especially might feel sort of afraid that, oh my gosh, like whatever I choose, whatever program I go to um, and whatever university I attend, like that's the one I have to stick with or, you know, stay in for the rest of, of my undergrad, right? Yeah. So actually to add into that point is like, yes, we freak out after high school, not knowing what program you want to get into. But what people don't realize is you can always change your direction. And it's actually like changing your direction just shows how much you're growing and getting to know yourself and what you like and your skill set and your passion. So it's just, it's such an amazing experience. And even having to start, or even if that transition begins with a difficult few months, I think it's going to be well worth it after um, some time. And with Lausanne specifically, like coming from a university that had an engineering program way before Lausanne's program was established, you, the, the best part about Lausanne is it's such a small community. So if you have any concerns, like everyone is there for you to listen to you and to help you throughout the year years of uh, studying. I honestly give that the reason to be why I graduated so happy and I performed so well is because of the assistance and the help of all the academic advisors and the professors at Lausanne. That's amazing. It's, it's cool to see you, um, the difference that your environment makes and has an effect on you. Um, so you are the founder of Girls Mechanic Team. Do, do you want to tell the audience what that is? Yeah, so the Girls Mechanic Team is an initiative that basically runs workshops that helps teach people the basics of auto maintenance. So we teach everybody from the basics of what is, what is a VIN number, how to open up the hood, what are the fluids underneath the hood, how to change a tire, and we also go all the way in depth to doing an oil change with the attendees. That's so cool. I uh... I still don't know how to do an oil change, so <laughs> thinking I should go no to one worries. of those My next workshop, yes. <laughs> and um, like, what inspired you to, to start that? Yeah, so um, the girls mechanic team honestly started for many reasons, but it was a few incidents that truly made me like sit down and actually initiate the whole um, program. So actually after my second, uh, first year at, so after my first year at York University, I could not land a co-op or an internship job during the summer. So I was working part-time at the gym. And actually, I remember one day my manager asking me, you know, like, what is your passion? What is it that you like to do? And all I can think of is hands-on work. And at the time I started driving. So obviously I just like related so much to cars because it's what I'm using every single day. And a few months passed by and like, 
I run into a flat tire and I take it to the mechanic shop and I just watch him doing the entire process and just seeing how easy it is. Like all I can, all I can think about is like, I can, I could have done this if I knew, you know, the proper, uh, if I had the right tools and if I knew the steps to doing that, like it's pretty easy. And, I, and yeah, I just spent 65 to $70 just fixing it. So that's sort of like a combination of why I started it. And um, it just taught me so much. And what people like will come to realize is knowing the basics can actually save you so much time. It can increase your confidence driving. And that can just automatically make you a smarter consumer when you're um, trying to fix your car overall. I think that's really nice because um, especially because it, it's sort of geared toward, toward girls and yes. showing them that yeah, they can be car people too, or not even just like car people, but they yeah. don't have to rely on services and paying like an extreme fee uh, for basic things that, um, you know, they can learn how to do to maintain their vehicle. Um, oh, right. Another question I wanted to ask. Um, yes. Do you think you would have started that if you stayed at um, the previous like university you were studying at? No, I love this question because I think sometimes to initiate things and to go the extra mile of like putting in the work, you sort of have to be in a low moment or you have to be in a little bit of a challenging time that it finally motivates you to move, like to move and get moving and get started and initiate some ideas. At McMaster, I think I was way too unhappy and unmotivated and I just didn't, was not in the right environment to just put in so much work into starting an initiative. But um, it was just the perfect timing where I was truly motivated to expand my skills and experiences. And I think it's important to note that, you know, like, I know it's so difficult to land jobs, and especially now with COVID. And what was going through my mind as well is like, if I can't gain experience by getting a job, why don't I create my own experience and my own job that I can present to companies? And I think that's worth so much more. It's actually landing me my my other two jobs after I initiated the girls mechanic team, all they cared about was that specific initiative and what I did in it and how, what I learned from it. And that can go so much, that can go a long way over like having just the top companies in your resume. I agree with that. And it, it's, it's funny how you mentioned how, you know, the importance of a low moment. I literally went through the same thing where um, I also couldn't find a co-op job in like my second and third year. It was just really tough um, yeah. that summer where I didn't get a co-op and I was wondering like, oh, what am I going to do? I actually decided to apply to work a part-time job at recruitment, which yeah. was really nice and it gave me a lot of skills to actually land a co-op the next summer. So that's awesome. Yeah. See? Yeah. Right? <laughs> it works. <laughs> You just have to, you just have to find yourself in a really, in it, even something that you truly want to get and you're just not getting it. Just find a different way of of, of developing it. Maybe it's whether it's you or whether it makes you go that extra mile, then go for it. So I guess thinking back on, um, like all of your years at Lasand, um, or doing undergrad, what would you say is, uh. I was going to say the most challenging thing. I know like one of the most challenging things was transitioning like from McMaster to York, but was there any yeah. challenges that you underwent um, at your time at Lausanne? Yes. So actually, even before Lausanne, um, I do want to mention this as being a female in an engineering f a program, which is a male dominated industry and program. 
it's a little bit intimidating. You maybe it's just me, but I've talked to a few females that were um, in the engineering program and they've sort of felt the same way. And I've actually heard some one of my um, my friends from from my first university make an entire YouTube video talking about this. And I just thought how much I could I related to it. But basically is that as a female, you feel intimidated because you get scared to ask questions because you might look stupid or that they would take it as if you're just using them to get to the answers. But, um, and that happened to me in my first university. And also because I wasn't confident with my abilities and my skills and my knowledge, just because I wasn't performing well, that um, any little criticism of like, on judgment of what people thought of me affected me personally. But when I transferred to Lausanne and, and I just became happier, I actually ended up performing much better. And I stopped caring about what people thought of me and more about, you know, just getting that knowledge in and no, no matter, even if I have to ask my students, like my friend 10 times or the professor 10 times, it's just so important to ask questions and never be too afraid or intimidated to do so. It, I love that you mentioned that because I, I'm honestly still working on this, but yeah, in class, I often feel super like intimidated and like judged even before I've asked the question like I'm too afraid to raise my hand and ask for clarification because I'm worried like oh man people are, gonna, yeah, people are gonna think that I'm dumb like why don't I understand yeah. that um but it's it's so like dumb to think about because when our, our male peers or our male classmates do it we literally do not think the same of them we just see it exactly. as okay they're they're asking for clarification um and and that's the end of that. It's it's weird how like girls sort of feel automatically like judged or yeah. It it yeah, it does sort of um like it sucks. Right? You. Yeah. yeah, it affects you a lot. And like if you don't ask for questions, you'll never learn. And like, yeah, it's it might be in your head, but sometimes it's true and it's happened to me and I've heard, you know, um that from other people. So that's why like it just even affected me even more just knowing that that's what people are thinking and I'm like oh god but I'm actually struggling I just need help so yeah that's something to consider is just not to care be confident in yourself at the end of the day you know all you need to know is that you deserved what you achieved and and everyone else's opinions don't really matter that's true and um I, I think that it's it's important that there's girls like you in the class because it definitely prompts you know other girls to raise their hands and ask questions because their learning matters just as much as anybody else's right yeah um and we don't have to sort of hide the fact that we're confused or that we need clarification on something so and um, even if you're too nervous like I sometimes do this I'm like sorry this might be I honestly don't apologize but maybe say this may be a stupid question but and then ask your question like that could add a little bit of a humor if you're feeling already too nervous to ask the question um, but don't apologize for it <laughs> that was a mistake <laughs> true true yeah Ooh, I, I do like that Lasan does have um some nice clubs for uh just like female empowerment and uh things like uh women in science and engineering um yes. and also LHACs Canada's uh first uh all-female hackathon um, yes I've heard of that it's amazing it's nice um that there's a space where uh girls can come together and um it, it's just really inspiring to see all of the different projects and uh solutions that these girls can come up with which uh 
you, you kind of get intimidated and don't see in sort of like regular hackathons or and like engineering slash um, STEM events, I want to say. Yeah, uh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. I encourage everybody to join clubs like that. Honestly, it's just a safe space, just like my workshops. It's a judgment-free space. It's a place where you can network with people, connect with other people and learn from them. And it's okay to make mistakes, whether you've done the same thing for the every day for a year, it's you're always going to make mistakes and it's okay. So having just that environment of people supporting you, I think it's so powerful and so important to like at least experience once. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I guess shifting gears a bit, uh, how would, how would you, um, I guess, give advice to people trying to discover their passion or if they're, you know, confused about what they want to do in life? Yeah, so I can give a few advices. Honestly, one of them comes from connecting with people and networking with them and just like learning about themselves. Um, and one of the advice that I received was, you know, sit with yourself and sort of think about what memories in your childhood that you still remember till this day that made you so happy. And it could be doing an activity or being with other with somebody specific, but just recall what are the specific memories that you will always remember. And for me, for example, like every time my dad would call me over to help him take out, take apart the TV and fix it. Or I remember even was that when I was a, like a kid, I would be jealous of my male friends tools they're, they're like construction tools because they're hands-on stuff and like just knowing that those little things stuck to me till now sort of gives me a little bit of an idea of what my passion is and just like knowing that that feeling of like when you do something you love you just feel a, a bit of a rush um, like doing your favorite sport and that's what I feel like using tools and you know doing hands-on work so that's how I know that that's my passion and I definitely need to include that in whatever I do in my future. And another thing to like remember with whatever you pick is that what makes you good at something is honestly not your gender, but the skills that you acquire. And those skills get, get built and get trained over time. So you're not born with these skills. You'll have to practice them. You'll have to get educated on them. And that's how you develop those skills that make you good at something. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point to make. And um, be people aren't you know born like with an innate ability to fix a car or exactly <laughs> do amazing things like that um, everybody starts somewhere so I guess to anybody listening who isn't sure what they want to do in life um, it's you know not an awful idea to just take a shot in the dark and you know do something that you've always thought about but thought oh yeah that's not for me um, you never know yeah. until you try so honestly um, and get some training if you don't feel confident about something go get you know do a lesson train yourself with somebody that knows what they're doing and um, eventually with time you'll just feel as confident and you'll be able to do anything you honestly set your mind to it and I love that because that's what I do and I that's what exactly what I follow <laughs> Are there um, any other passions that you have other than mechanical engineering or like hands-on projects and whatnot? Um, any other hobbies or things that you like to do in your spare time? Um, when it comes to other passions, I've, you know, I've moved from Jordan to Canada and just that adapting to a new country was very difficult for me. So there's a few things to help my parents, for them to help me kind of like 
get out of that depression and like socialize more. They ended up enrolling me in like a modeling training class um, downtown. So I went there and I just gained so much confidence and I made friends and it sort of like stuck with me till now. Like sometimes I just do photo shoots for fun and and that to me is like a fun hobby that I go to. And another thing that I actually started about a year and a half ago was pole fitness. Not a lot of people talk about this. It's like a taboo fitness in my opinion. I, I, but honestly, I don't think you understand how much strength that helps you develop. And it's one of those things where you don't have to be good at from ever since you're a kid, because I have no dancing, dancing skills or any like athletic skills. So this was like awesome to just get to basically learn from scratch and it's not easy it's challenging but it definitely you can definitely do it if you put your mind to it and I just love doing both of those things I like that and um it's it's a good way to get active right um you you don't have to always stick to running traditional way of doing things yeah (laughs) Yeah. I seem to really go outside the box when it comes to things (laughs) (laughs) um which is great and um that's awesome and that's an awesome hobby pastime way to stay fit um I I've always wanted to I guess like do photo shoots and like get into fashion but I've definitely like let school encompass my time all throughout undergrad honestly Um, it could be hard managing all of them but um always make time honestly it just helps even make you more healthy physically and emotionally and just mentally with school (laughs) I definitely agree with that um yeah so uh we are nearing the end of our episode so I will ask sort of our final question here um if there's one piece of advice that you could impart on the audience what what would it be my piece of advice is honestly whatever you decide to do um make sure to let that your work bring happiness to others and not just yourself in my opinion and, and from my experience, what made me move forward is basically giving back. So whatever you do in order to move forward, you have to give back to people and all, make, make that your priority. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joanna. Anytime. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, that's all that we have for today, folks. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in and we will see you next episode. We just heard from Joanna, who has constantly challenged herself to try something new, make difficult decisions, and find happiness in what she does. She has not only added new skills to her toolkit, but created the girls' mechanic team as her way of giving back, sharing skills, and helping us become smart consumers. You can check out Girls' Mechanic Team on social media to pick up some auto-tuning skills for yourself. You can stay tuned into our podcast and all the Lassonde School of Engineering activities by following us on social media. We are at Lassonde School on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Visit lassonde.yorku.ca slash podcast for your episode guide to This is Lassonde School.